to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeck, and this is Lorraine Ball, and I'm your host, and today I am talking with a renaissance man. Randy Clark is the Director of Communications at TKO Graphics. He's an author and also a leadership development trainer. Randy, I'm glad you could fit us into your busy schedule. Oh, it's the other way around. Thanks for having me. And, and I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. <laughs> well, I am so glad that you have called in. There are so many things that we could talk about, but you have just published another book, and I really want to dive into this whole topic of becoming a leader and what that means for the new manager and how they make that transition. Well, you know, this journey for me started in 2008. I left a position as a VP of operations of a large home remodeling company and went out and started doing uh, management development, leadership training. And I was kind of appalled at how little there was. I found a few companies that got it and offered it, but most of the companies, large and small, threw people into management positions without the tools they needed. I know of a NASA engineer who I was related to, that doesn't have a lot of good people skills. Great engineer, but, but at one time he took a year with, with a CAD program trying to figure out how to put plants around his pool, right? And he was put into a leadership position at NASA with no training. So you know, anyway, so after doing that, I, I wrote my first book, which took me forever, The New Manager's Workbook, A Crash Course in Effective Management, which is 13 modules, if you will, uh, how to recruit, how to do an interview, behavioral modification, giving a meeting, corrective action. And I've got several companies using that. Can I mention any names of companies, by the way? If your clients don't mind the mention, feel free. To I don't think so. Well, I know like uh, there are several, but one of the ones, it, it, it's interesting, and you know this. On Create Space, you never know who is buying the book. And one day last summer, there was 28 books purchased, and I'm going, what the heck's going on? Well, it was, uh, I found out because they asked me to come in and present with them. It was in Indiana State Farm. Very cool. Um, I know that, I know I'm meeting with the training manager from Celadon next week. They're, they're using the, the book as well. So let's jump to, because obviously there's a clear need for this. Yep. We've all had this. If you've been around corporate America, the last man standing or anyone who can talk becomes a manager. And Peter Principle, yep. And they may or may not have the skills. So as you're thinking about the 13 modules, as you're thinking about some of the advice, what are some of the first things that people should be thinking about as they step into a leadership role? That leaders aren't born. You build yourself into a leader. That charisma alone isn't it. That a title doesn't make you a leader. Yeah. I'd say that's the first thing. Yeah, that it's... And another big one, a couple of big ones for me is it's not who's right, it's what's right. So too often we want to point fingers or the blame when we should be trying to figure out how to make the systems better. Uh, and, and, and this is a problem that just human beings have. But we expect other people to be like us. So new managers, and I certainly did this, trained within my modality, my learning style. And when somebody didn't learn the same way I did, I thought they were slow, right? But I also expected people to communicate the same way. I recently did a little meeting with 10 managers, and the ages varied from mid-20s to right at 50. And I put down the most common forms of communication and had them, had them all rank them 
always, uh, sometimes, never, only if my mom does, right? And it was amazing. Three of the young people hate email. The older people didn't understand that. The older people, some of them still left voicemails. <laughs> so we expect people to com to think like we do, to learn like we do, to communicate like we do, and to have the same talents we do, which is a, a fairly new one for me. I've got a great time since I almost always know what time it is. My best friend and wife of 25 years does it. But still, after 25 years, I I do things like say, hey, honey, how soon will you be ready? You know? And she, so. Well, and, and I think you hit on something, and I want to go back to that communication, because that's one of the significant generational sticking points is, on the mm -hmm. one hand, we want people to communicate like us. On the other hand, good managers, I think, will flex. I know that my team likes to G-chat and text. So I will G-chat and text with them because I, it's the most effective way to reach them. But I also have to train them that when they're dealing with clients, they have to communicate in the way that is comfortable for the client, which may be the telephone or email. Which is, which is interesting, too, because that brings up another story. And this happens to be about a... a former employee of Roundpeg, mm -hmm. and the employee was working with, uh, and I, I mentioned this not long ago, but was working with interns and reached out to me and said, sometimes I'm, I don't think she said I want to kill them, but I'm fed up with them mm -hmm. because I tell them things and they still do it wrong and they're not getting it. I'm just not a patient person. And I asked her if she ever had customers that did things wrong that didn't follow the systems and she was impatient with, and she said, yeah. And I said, well, do you ever show your impatience with them? And she said, no, gosh, I hope not. And I said, well, your employees and your interns are just as important as your customers. Treat your employees and interns like you would a customer. And I know exactly who you're talking about, and I won't call her out on this podcast. But I think that meant We both love her. So, yeah, go ahead. But I think that message really resonated with her because I think she did shift and she did begin treating her team as if they were customers. And I think that's a really key point of being a good leader is being able to acknowledge the feelings and the, the different gifts of each of your team members, but still communicating clearly that work has to get done. You know, in the, the new book, The Manager's Guide to Becoming a Leader, I, I've devoted an entire chapter, chapter eight, to how leaders communicate. What do you think are some of the key hallmarks of a leader who really communicates well? Uh, the best are, are, are good at something I'm still working on and that's listening skills. I think the communication also is being inclusive. If I, as the manager, make a plan and ask the team to do it, it's whose plan is it? But if I ask for their advice, whether I use all of, all of or any of their advice at all, I can create buy-in. But I got to be a good listener to be able to do that to start with. Absolutely. Um, another another big one is is checking communication. I was working with a manager not long ago who said my direct reports aren't getting up. You know, I'll I'll go over something, I try to find out if they understand, and they, and then they still mess it up. And I said, well, tell me how you're following up. And he said, well, I'll, I'll tell them what's going on, and then I'll say, do you understand? And they all say yes. Mm. Yeah, well, that, that leading question, I mean, do you expect somebody to say no, and in, especially in front of peers? So one of the big ones is to check understanding. 
And that can be as simple as a straightforward personality could say, repeat it back to me. Yeah. If you're concerned, if you're concerned about sounding too harsh, you could say, hey, sometimes my communication is a little off. Share that back to me. Make sure I got it right. Yes, I think I think that is a great tip. I think the idea of asking them, well, based on what you heard, what will you do next? Because ooh, I like that. Yeah. Some, sometimes just asking that question, if you hear their next action and you're like, no, they're going in the wrong direction, you can jump in and really address, just as you said, that communication issue very early on. It's funny when I've gone around and 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 done uh, speaking engagements. I'll almost always go to the crowd first and ask them what, what's on your mind in communication among business people from 10 people operations to when I, I, I did a presentation at Herf Jones, you know, with millions of employees or whatever they have. Communication was number one on everybody's list. Absolutely. So it is hard to believe that we have almost whipped through the entire 10 minutes. Time always flies. Uh, I'm having fun. Tell me no. Yes, yes. So if people want to find copies of one or both of your books, where should they go? Besides, there will be a link in the show notes. Okay, and I, Amazon. Uh, the first book, if you just put in the new manager's workbook, uh, it should come up on the first page. The second book, you'll, you'll probably have to go to Amazon mm -hmm. and then put in the title because it just came out two days ago. Awesome. The Manager's Guide to Becoming a Leader, which the second book, by the way, was as much written by all the people using the first book because it's based on their questions and other ideas and further points they wanted to go through. And uh, I had one group that I mentioned earlier say, okay, we're through that book. Now we want to take managers to the next level. So, Fantastic. All right. Well, Randy, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. Lorraine, thank you. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about management and leadership, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz and look for other episodes of More Than a Few Words wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been another episode of More Than a Few Words. Thanks for listening.